Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I am your host, Matthew Henry, who is tense and nervous, can't relax. Alongside my brother, a guy who starts a conversation but can't even finish it. A guy who talks a lot but can't say anything. A real live wire, Ben Henry. Qu'est-ce Ben? How you doing? Did ChatGPT really write that one? Actually, no. I tried to get ChatGPT to write something like that, <laughs> yeah. and it failed miserably, yeah. so I just did it. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. So, first of all, a guy who starts a conversation but can't even finish it, I mean, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but true. A, it's a psycho killer. So yeah, oh yeah. oh right, right. But true. Um, <laughs> a guy who talks a lot but can't say anything. I. That's a podcaster, right there. <laughs> well, it's certainly or or just Ben on a Monday, uh, <laughs> and then a real live wire. I I take that as a compliment. I think of the three, that's the one that actually doesn't. Because I don't think anybody ever looks at me and says, oh, that guy's a real live wire. Right? <laughs> I, I think they might look at me and be like, that guy's... Well, if they don't know me, they're going to be like, that guy's short. <laughs> Once they Who's do the know me, that's... <laughs> yeah, they forget all about they forget all about the fact that I'm short. And they'll be like, wow, that guy's a lot, but also doesn't say very much. And is also yeah. kind of lazy. Right, a real live wire. Yeah, real live wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how am I doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I don't. I don't feel any psychotic tendencies. I, I don't feel like I. I want to kill anybody. Um, that's a that's a good way to start the day. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I I feel I feel good. I feel good. I feel not psychotic. Um, I feel lively. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Uh, what's, what's with the, the, the psycho killer themed, um, intro? Oh, was there supposed to be a reason? No, no. (laughs) But there is. Oh, there is a reason. Good, because then I was like, oh, uh, so you're psychotic. Today, which we'll find, we'll talk about later, but my cocktail is, uh, called the psycho killer. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you have a cocktail called the psycho killer, you have to introduce the talking heads into your podcast. Of course. Uh, I hope that means there's a lot of alcohol in this, quite honestly. If it's called the psycho killer, it better be bringing the booze. Yeah. All in right. fact, there's nothing but booze in it. Ooh. Wow. Well, I'm intrigued. I bet our listeners are intrigued. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they call that in the business. But that's like one of those things where we we promise you we tease something. Oh, maybe it's a teaser. Is it? It's a, a teaser. teaser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we're not going to talk about it. It's like when you remember in the old days, Matthew, when we used to watch the news broadcast live on television. Yes. Uh, for our, our younger listeners, live television is is like it's it's like Netflix, but uh, you can't pause it, and it's coming at you in real time. Right. It's it's real time television. It's like real time yes. Netflix that you can't pause. 
Yeah. And sometimes it's OJ driving down a freeway, and other times it's like a cat in a tree. You just never know. That's what's right. Gonna at that and time. but they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, we've got a huge thing for you. You know what? Did the, the firefighters made an emergency call and saved a life. And they keep teasing Jesus, that at film at eleven, but it's not really at eleven. It's at like it's at like eleven fifty five when they finally tell you it was a cat stuck in a tree. Anyway, um, uh, okay, yeah. I don't remember why I what we were even talking about. I'm so excited yeah, well, about live. It doesn't matter because we got a question to answer. Oh, uh, question. I got a question for you. Do it. So in that vein of psycho killer, let's say you can't face up to the facts. You're tense. You're nervous. You can't relax. How do you unwind? I drink. In a in a yeah, look, let me finish. Oh, sorry. I knew that was the obvious answer. <laughs> oh, sorry. In a way that doesn't involve oh, alcohol. I guess I should have yeah, okay. That makes more sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think that's sort of that the obvious answer on a cocktail show. Exactly. Uh, by the way, folks, it's it's not healthy to to relax with alcohol. If you're always relaxing with alcohol, I think that's one of the signs that you have a problem. But you know what, if you do have a problem, let's forget and ignore that because I want you to keep listening to our show. Uh <laughs> It's probably really bad advice. I don't care. What do I do to relax? Oh, well, you know what, Matthew? Because as I said, I'm a pretty lazy guy. Uh, I actually have a lot of different ways that I like to relax, right? Um, Mm -hmm. One is I like to sit on my couch and watch YouTube on my huge television, which is, I know, a weird way to watch YouTube. Like Usually people watch it on their phone or maybe they watch it on their laptop monitor. I watch it on one of the world's largest televisions. Yeah. On the yeah. cover of my You couch. watch guys mowing their lawn? Yes. God, that is so, yeah. Are you, do you, did I? Did, I did, I've been known. I've been known. I've been known to watch the, the guy mowing a lawn. Best. La- Tim the lawnmower guy or whatever, you know, can you definitely. Buy, can you believe we live in a world now where it's advantageous for lawnmower guys to drive around the neighborhood, find the worst lawn that they can find, and then mow it for free? Man, what yeah, a what a it's world! A, it's a great world. What a it's world, a great we, live world we live in. And I love yeah. those videos. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, when they find uh, some some uh, cement uh, lids underneath the the lawn, it's like and then oh, they, and then they they ra- they go around yeah. it with the with the with the weed whacker and yeah, just yeah, they do the edging. Yeah, oh, they do the edging. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, so that's a good that, way to relax. Well, that's one way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another way is video games. Those are probably my two most common ways. Veg out in front of YouTube or, or, or play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are, those are yeah. And, and I don't, uh, yeah, and then I don't need a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I, uh, I exercise, so <laughs> I, go, I go for a run. What? That's kind of the biggest thing. I, it, it does calm me down. It makes things. Oh, the yeah. Other, sounds, sounds really relaxing. I was going to say that I, I watch the Giants, but sometimes that's not relaxing. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, I will watch other teams play baseball, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. there's nothing like a a Baltimore, um, you know, Kansas City game <laughs> to kind of just make you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so relaxing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have a care in the world. Yeah, about that like team. you're like, oh so. yeah, these two teams exist. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, see, the the point is, there are lots of ways to relax that don't involve alcohol. And uh, it's it's good to get into the habit of utilizing other ways to decompress. That's to right. De-stress. And, and, you know, every now and then a nice drink doesn't hurt. But if you're, as Ben said, if you're using it regularly, uh, maybe find other ways. You know, I think that's uh, be healthier for you. Yeah. I mean, drink because you, you, you want to get better at the craft of building cocktails as an amateur cocktail maker. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think it's time, Ben, for tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. We got to get we. You know what? We got to get Bob to record himself yelling that. We do. Do you think? Do. do you we, think we, we could give him directions? No, no. We give him like we'll, we'll pay him like if, to do like six, sixteen recordings and just be like, "Sorry, Bob, that wasn't loud enough. That wasn't that wasn't uh, ridiculous enough." <laughs> tip of the day. All right. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Tip of the All day. Right. It's tip of the day. So the tip of the day, uh, and I got to thinking about this because mm-hmm. uh, this is the third week in a row that I am using Giffard's Banana de Brazil or Liqueur de Brazil or whatever it is, banana liqueur. And uh, part of the reason it is is because I have a full bottle of Jafar's banana liqueur. Like when you say and, and full bottle, is this like do with? It's a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. Milliliter like, bottle. It's, yeah, okay. it's a big bottle of booze. Yeah. And so and you only every recipe it calls for like half an ounce, you know, quarter of an ounce, and so I got a lot of this, and mm-hmm. so I got to. Th- and then you and I were talking yesterday about how you were trying to kind of consolidate your bar into one that was, you know, that that had everything you needed, but also didn't have all this superfluous stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. And that got me thinking, like, so what What do you do when you have an obscure bottle in your bar? What do you do? Right. Well, I mean, what do you do? Like, well, you know, other, I mean, so the, what I've done, and you, as you might, today is the third recipe in a row where I've used the banana liqueur. So yeah. that's one way, right? You just look for lots of recipes yeah. to. To use, you experiment and and have uh, fun with the liqueur. Right. Well, right? I would say that's the primary way. That's that's the main way. Right. What you yeah. don't want to do is have it sit in your bar for a year and you never open it. Exactly. Right? Because it's gonna it's the it takes a long time for liqueurs to go bad, but they will go bad. And uh, and 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 you don't want to you know, and then it just becomes this thing, and then you feel guilty about throwing it away or, or whatever. So so I, I think the main thing is you got to lean into it. You got to embrace the liqueur. You got to like just. Let that be the thing that you are going to be making cocktails out of. What is the just out of curiosity? What is the ABV on on that? Do you know? Is it is it is it a liqueur level? Is it like it is a liqueur level? It's not like an eighty. I think it's like forty proof or something. Well, forty like proof. Pr- oh, so forty proof. Oh, forty proof. So like twenty percent alcohol. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Pretty, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So I would say that's the first thing. Lean into it. And and experiment and don't you know yeah look for a lot of recipes that use it but also hey you know what this is the time this is the time where you're going to take everything that you've learned everything that you know about cocktails and you're going to start making some Matthew Henry originals or mm. you know or for our listeners you're going to be making some Joe Schmo originals and Joe Joe Schmo Joe Schmo um, <laughs> that's uh, I know our listeners. No, you're like more like a you're like a, a Bryce Johansson, right? That's Bryce's last name, right? Johansson. Uh, sure, sure. We'll go with that. Bryce, your last name is now Johansson, uh, and you're making a Bryce Johansson original, and it's going to be banana focused, right? You yes. know, and and you're like, oh, but that's not great. The ABV is not very high. Well, have two, Bryce. You know. <laughs> Bryce, have two. You have two of the banana liqueurs. So that's the first and thing. And I actually, I, I looked it up just now. It's actually 50 uh, proof, so oh. 25%. Okay. Yeah, well, so that's very, I mean, not very, not very, not very that's still uh, not, still not very all. high. Um, no. You have two. But you know what? Here's the other thing, Matthew. Hmm. 
did you know that a lot of these places, these, these people that make these liqueurs, especially like these these lower ABV liqueurs, did you know that they're manufacturing these not to be like a little small addition to your cocktail? Like, you know, chartreuse, no. like those those monks, did you know that they're not making those to, to be like a, a half an ounce in your fancy like 17 ingredient cocktail? <laughs> yes, they are. That is not the why Carthusian the monks... monks... <laughs> Have been making uh, craft cocktails for 300 years. No. <laughs> right, right. No, all of the overwhelming majority of these liqueurs were made to be drink, to be consumed straight. Drinking, drunk. I, I, was, I like how you changed the word drink into consumed. Dr- dr- drink drink you couldn't you know drink if it was drunk? <laughs> drunk it? Drank. 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 These liqueurs were, were intended to be drank straight. <laughs> Quaffed. <laughs> Quaffed. Quaffed. They were intended okay, to be quaffed straight. And so, you know what? I mean, you can have that. Do that as like a little aperitif. Uh, that's that's... A little bit of uh, a little bit of banana liqueur yeah. over ice. A little a little nightcap. Or, you know, when you're feeling a little tense, when you, uh, you're nervous and can't relax, you have a little <laughs> banana liqueur. Oh, wait. We said that we shouldn't do that. Uh, no, don't oh. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, well. The, the other thing you could do, hmm. give it to a friend. That is true. Yeah. If yeah. you really decide you don't like it, you can give it to a friend. Especially if they're like interested in cocktails and you know, hey, look at this one. You should try this. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some. Yeah. That's great. I didn't like That's it, great. but you like bananas. I, I do. I mean, I, this uh, banana liqueur intrigued me because I felt like it was a liqueur that I would use, mm-hmm. and it would be an interesting mix into cocktails. And I was right; it is very interesting. Right. But uh, but not many cocktails call for more than like a quarter to half. Right. Ounce. And and I think so. that's yeah. I mean, so first the first thing is like when you're buying these liqueurs, don't buy the 750 milliliter one. Yeah, you know, I that's a good point. Yeah, that's like Campari and those kind of things, which I'll get to again later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have smaller bottles. Yeah. Did I know that when I first bought my first bottle of Campari? No. Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you can always look for the smaller bottles right. too. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, like it push comes to shove and you really don't like it, just pour it down the drain. They, I absolve you. I I free you. You are allowed to do that, listener. Bryce. Right. Mr. Johansson. Excuse me. Sorry. You're allowed to pour it down the drain if you don't like it, right? And and it, it's it's okay. It's okay if you don't like something. You don't have to hang on to it forever. Uh, you don't. You've only got a limited space in your bar. On the other hand, somebody like me, right? You and I were having this conversation yesterday. You, I was complaining about how many of these things that I had, and I was complaining that my bar was too full. And you reminded me that that this is my hobby. Right. And I was like, oh, you're yeah. And I actually, and I have a whole hutch next to my, next to my bar, um, you know, the refrigerated job that's supposed to hold the glassware. And I realized that I could put my glassware, more of my glassware into the refrigerated hutch, and then I would have more room for these bottles. So that's the other thing. Just buy more hardware, buy more uh, appliances and furniture to store your bottles. <laughs> that's the final solution. All right. Well, those are good. Those are good. Good tips, right? So, tips of the yeah. day. You know, you have lots of options to do with that obscure bottle, uh, but just don't let it sit for you know months and months and years in your back of your cabinet collecting dust. All right. So now I think it's time for the cocktails, and mm. which leads us to the question: What are you drinking, Ben? Well, Matthew, today I'm having a very sophisticated and classy cocktail that I have named. This is a Ben Henry original, by the way. 
I mean, it's not very. There's not a lot of ingredients to this, so so maybe somebody's probably somebody's probably already made this. But you know, I I haven't seen it anywhere, so I've named this cocktail the Redheaded Farmer. Well, it's just the red. It's just Redheaded Farmer. There's no the in it. I'm having a Redheaded Farmer. I like it. And uh, yeah, so what's in it? What's in a Redheaded Farmer? You might ask. Well, it's one and a half ounces of rum agricole, one ounce of ginger liqueur, and, oh, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. I almost forgot the third ingredient. So you take all of those ingredients, you combine them in your Boston shaker with ice, you shake those aggressively until chilled. Remember, it's 10 to 12 seconds or until it feels chilled in your hand. You pop that sucker open. You strain it. I did not double strain it. I went with the ice chunks this time. Uh, no? Yeah. But if you like, to, if, you, if you want it clean, double strain it. Uh, and uh, yeah, into a coupe glass served up. Uh, and there you have it. That's how you make the redheaded farmer. I mean, this is a basically a sour template, right? This is this is essentially a daiquiri, and and it has actually been a while, Matthew, since I have presented a rum cocktail on the show, and that's because that's, I went. That you've showed great restraint. Yeah, I must yeah. Say. It's because I went for like like seven months only doing rum cocktails, and I felt like I needed to, uh, you know, I needed to to dabble in all of the other cocktail, uh, other liqueur, liquors, but sorry, but for the other spirits before I, I came back, the big spirits. Um, but one of the, the, the rums that I never used during my whole tiki adventure was r- rum agricole, right? Uh, so what is rum agricole? Rum agricole is a, uh, it's a rum. Uh, of, it, it, the name agricole is French. Um, so I, I, Martinique is famous for, for making these types of rums. But it's rum made out of sugarcane juice. It's not made from molasses. It's not made from other more processed sugars that are going to have a deeper and richer flavor. Uh, rum agricole typically has a very kind of grassy flavor. And, you know, as a result of that, it's probably not as uh, popular as your standard rum because it doesn't really have that richness, that sweetness, that profile that comes with a typical rum. It's more grassy, right? It really does have this kind of very, like, vegetal sort of herbal um um, taste, flavor to it. Um, it's more, and, and I really do equate it to like the kind of smell, and this is going to sound bad, and, and I don't mean it this way, but it really does kind of remind you of fresh cut grass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but in a uh, But in a more uh, palatable way. But that being said, it is not, it is not, you know, it's a little bit off the beaten path. It has a more, shall we say, sophisticated flavor okay um well i paired that with with ginger liqueur um there is uh there's basically a standard bottle of this that you can find out there um that it's a tip it's like it's like a clear glass bottle with these black lines i can't remember the the name of it off the top of my head matthew look that up for me um and uh so i paired that with that because i was kind of going for this uh sort of like lemongrass kind of vibe Right, uh, which is where the lemon juice came from. So, so typically a daiquiri has has lime juice in it, and uh, instead I went for the lemon juice. 
uh, and um, the the one thing that I did discover first is I actually I actually did like half an ounce of ginger liqueur on this and half an ounce of lemon juice. And the problem with that is a problem that we discussed a few weeks ago, which was is that the cocktail just didn't have a large enough volume, right? It needed more liquid in it to be a satisfying cocktail. So that's why I umped those, bumped up those ratios. And in fact, I would even experiment by going to two ounces on the rum agricole. But again, that then that's going to make this a stronger cocktail, but also you might not like that flavor profile as much. Um, that being said, um, this ends up creating a very sort of light, refreshing cocktail, but with a different flavor profile than you're probably used to if you're drinking a lot of standard sours. And, and that's really coming from the, the rum agricole. So uh, it, it creates a very sort of sophisticated, different flavor profile. And uh, I, I really like it. I really am enjoying it. Um, I did try to experiment a little bit with it by adding some some cinnamon because ginger and cinnamon is is a is a decent combo. Yeah. Um but I found that and so the way I did that was by using a cinnamon infused syrup. But um but I didn't like the balance on it. It just kind of threw everything off. I, in that particular case I pulled back on the ginger liqueur to half back to a half an ounce and then I added half an ounce of the the cinnamon syrup. And that just ended up just ruining everything. It was just this big old, like, sweet, syrupy cinnamon bomb in the middle of this, what was a very delicate and sophisticated cocktail, and it just ruined it. Um, I, I think I might go back to that and experiment with it more. Um, but I really like this combo as it is, because as I said, it is very delicate, uh, and and um, but at the same time, very refreshing. Uh, so uh, yeah, there you have it. The Red-Headed Farmer. You know, because, you know, agricole means agriculture. And ginger means, well, Redhead. ginger. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Redheaded right. farmer. Well, that's that sounds really lovely, Ben. Uh, the name of your ginger liqueur is Domaine de Canton. Thank you. Which is pretty much... The standard the ginger standard. liqueur yeah, out there. Yeah, like if you look this, yeah. if you look up ginger liqueur on 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 your favorite search engine, DuckDuckGo or AltaVista, whatever, uh, you're gonna you're <laughs> that, that <laughs> Lycos, right? Right, that's what you're gonna find. Um, and and uh, the, the distinctive part about Domaine de Canton is the bottle. The bottle is actually very distinct. It is a beautiful bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's a bottle that you don't want to get rid of when your bar is too crowded, because it's so pretty. Exactly. But you know what you can do with it is you can put it on top of your bar. So it's visible. Yes. Because exactly. it's a it's a looker, you know. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well that sounds that sounds really nice. And I like how, you know, it's a daiquiri kind of template, but you're utilizing other sweeteners and uh, different types of rum that you normally wouldn't find in a daiquiri. And it still comes out uh, sounding really nice and refreshing. So uh, which is, I think, the best part of a daiquiri is that brightness yeah. and the part that that just you know when you drink it, especially like on a hot day, uh, it just it brings everything together and it makes you feel uh, feel refreshed. So yeah, that sounds really cool. And the the agricole rum, uh, you're right, the grassiness mm -hmm. just uh, really stands out in that rum. And uh, if you're not used to it, uh, you will definitely notice it when when you first taste it. Yeah, and sure. if, but if you don't like it, don't run away from it, right? Do what I did. Experiment with a few things because I really do like this cocktail, but I would not drink rum agricole straight. No. 
wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a great cocktail and I would make this again. Okay. Well, I think that's a good segue into mine because I have something in my cocktail that I would also not drink straight. And uh, the Psycho Killer is what I'm bringing today. And the Psycho Killer is made up of two ounces of Irish whiskey, three quarter <laughs> ounces of cocoa nib infused Campari. Of course. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, half ounce of creme de cacao. And a half ounce of the Jafar's Banana du Brazil liqueur. And two dashes of absinthe. So you take all those ingredients, and we're not shaking this one. We're actually putting them into a mixing glass. Put all the ingredients into a mixing glass, fill it with a copious amounts of ice, and stir it until well chilled, probably at least 30 seconds or so of constant uh, constant stirring. Uh, what that does is it chills it until you feel... What I do is I put my hand on the outside of the glass as I'm stirring, and then eventually it feels really cold, and then I know that it's ready. Uh, so not only does that chill the cocktail, but it also adds some dilution to it, so that's important as well. Uh, and then you strain that into a Nick and Nora glass and uh, enjoy that way. Uh, so the Campari, I, I go to me, I bought a Campari, as you, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you, you may know that uh, I'm not a big fan of Campari, which means I don't really like the Negroni. And when I first started doing this cocktail exploration, I bought a big bottle of Campari and uh, have not really used much of it since. And, and slowly, though, over the last three years, I have you know, been adding it and experimenting, as we talked about before, with it to try and utilize it in ways that maybe I might find it palatable. And this is one of those times where I think I found a winner. And uh, this one calls for a cocoa nibbed infused Campari. Now, cocoa nibs are basically, or is it cacao nibs? I think it's cacao. I've been saying cocoa. I think it's cacao nibs. Uh, is you you can buy? They're basically the 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 chocolate, the cacao bean that's kind of ground coarsely up into nibs, and uh, they're not sweetened, but they provide that cocoa flavor. And so, if you take like a or tablespoon of those and dump it into a small, let's say, mason jar and add six ounces of the Campari and let it sit for about an hour or two. Uh, it becomes infused with this cocoa flavor and takes a little bit of the bite out of the Campari. And so when you combine that with the smoothness of the Irish whiskey and then the creme de cacao and the banana du Brazil liqueur add that sweetness to kind of also uh, try to balance that Campari, it comes off as a very nice, uh, slightly bitter, but not overly bitter uh, cocktail. Uh, and, and the absinthe is there on the back that gives us this little bit of anise flavor at the end that, you know, it, and when I was tasting it for the first time, I was trying to place the flavor that maybe it was reminiscent of. And I know this sounds weird, but what I, what I landed on was that it was reminiscent of red Gatorade. Mm, and Gatorade. I'm not really sure why, but it's not exact comp, but there is a little bit of that. And and the, and the fact that it actually looks like Red Gatorade probably maybe contributes to that a little bit. Uh, but this is one of those those cocktails that when I first saw it, it was really intriguing because I thought, well, maybe the cacao nibs will help take the bitterness out of the Campari. And I was also intrigued by the fact that everything in here had alcohol in it. 
and there's no sweetener, there's no citrus. The the sweetness comes from the liqueurs, and the fact that it's Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey is a very smooth cocktail or spirit rather. You don't need a lot of sweetness uh, with an Irish whiskey because the, the it doesn't have that bite that some of the other whiskeys have. And uh, and so all of that combined really kind of creates this very complex uh, one that that has little bits of notes of the the chocolate and the banana with a little bit of that, like I said, the absinthe, the anise flavor in the background uh, and and just the bitterness. The Campari is there to just kind of cut into all that. And it is a very balanced and very nice cocktail that uh, was kind of surprising. Like I, when I first tried it, I was a little skeptical, but again, I was willing to try it because I was like, I want to do something with these, with this, with this Campari and something that I actually ended up really liking. And I have made this like several times over the last couple of weeks, just because it's been so good. I, I, it's one of those things that it's not that sweet cocktail that you and I tend to go for, but it's not bitter by any means. It's it's pretty well balanced and uh, and very tasty. And so the I highly recommend the Psycho Killer if you're looking to explore in ways that maybe you haven't traditionally gone. Or you've got some Campari and cacao nibs and creme de cacao and Jaffard's banana du Brazil uh, right. in your bar, and you're looking to get rid of them. Um, so for those of you, I mean, you listen, I I know a lot of you listening to the show you're Gatorade experts clearly we're, we're talking about the classic fruit punch flavor yes right yes the red Gatorade I don't know that doesn't taste like fruit punch it's red Gatorade that's the flavor it's red Gatorade. that's the flavor, flavor. yeah and, 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 and yeah. Matthew is holding the cocktail up and, and we will post photographs of course of this uh, of this on, on on Twitter and Instagram which I all know I know that all of you check religiously um, That's right. but go straight to there to get the recipes. Right, yes. go straight there to get the recipes and see photographs of these of these cocktails. It looks the same color. It is that bright red. It's actually quite beautiful. Um, it color. I mean, this is just. I'm looking at the ingredient list here, Matthew, and this just looks absolutely bonkers to me. Right, and it does, and, and, yeah. and you know, like. As as a person who I I like to make my own recipes, like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at that, but only only in the like three or four ingredient realm, right? Only in that space where I'm sticking very close to a template, and uh, that that is familiar, like like the daiquiri or the flip or, or, or something like that, and, and I'm just adding on a few complementary flavors. I feel very comfortable doing that. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I could never create a recipe like this unless I had a lot of ingredients in my bar that I wanted to get rid of. <laughs> right. And because this is crazy, it's two ounces of Irish whiskey. I mean, and then Campari, obviously, whoever created this knew what they were doing or or maybe they were like you, Matthew, and really didn't like Campari. Because they're like, what can I do to Campari to make this better? Because they they put a bunch of cocoa nibs in it to try and like make Campari into something that they could stand. Uh, and then creme de cacao, which is like, uh, you know, obviously that's complementary to, to the cocoa nibs at the cacao nibs, so sorry, that they put in the Campari. And, but then you have this banana flavored liqueur. Yeah. And so, so obviously, right? Obviously, you would go out there, Irish whiskey. 
cacao yeah. infused Campari? Uh, yeah, creme de cacao. Oh, well, yeah. banana liqueur. That's the next. And then, and then, what does that need, Matthew? What, what does that need? It needs absinthe. It needs absinthe, absinthe. right? But you know what? I, I kind of actually, I, I do believe that because like absinthe is actually one of those ingredients that that you kind of do that is kind of added on top of a cocktail to kind of add balance, right? It adds it adds an herbalness. It adds um, a really strong flavor that when when added that does a lot in small amounts right and it can really balance a cocktail that that is um that's off kilter quite aggressively uh i'm actually working on a cocktail that i think i'm going to present next week that that uses absinthe as as the balance to to the rest of the ingredients and so this is one of those 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 cocktails that just has me totally like wow i wish i had the audacity to put a number of ingredients like this together um, and and test it out, but I, you know, but also I wish I had the liver and kidneys that could that could yeah. handle something like cr- building or a maybe you like know, access to all these different types of things, like maybe a bartender. Right, right exactly. Yeah, I mean, this was probably crafted in a bar by a bartender for sure. Um, Absolutely. Uh, that being said, I mean, so would you? Oh, so so here's the question: Would you make it again? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've made it like at least three or four times mm-hmm. since I found it a couple weeks ago. And I knew that I was going to bring it to the show. Right. Uh, and so it definitely has become one of my favorites, which is really odd because it's not something that I ever Well, you're going to have to infuse a lot I, of Campari with those cacao nibs. And I have, you know, so because I don't really like the Campari. Okay. So I dumped a bunch of cacao nibs in with some Campari and now I got it in a mason jar ready right. to go. Right. Okay. So, so, so explain to me, what does a cacao nib look like? So there, you can buy them in the baking section, I think, of your grocery store. Okay, uh, they come at least I, I, you know, kind of especially if you go to like a Whole Foods or something like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. they have them. Uh, they're unsweetened. They look like kind of broken up coffee beans. I'm assuming they're like chocolate beans or cacao beans that have just been broken up into coarse chunks. Right. And those are called nibs. And I had them originally because my daughter was going through this like. Like she wanted to try these like healthy food options and breakfast options. And there was this recipe for like these morning oats that called for them. And so we had them already in our pantry. And that's why I decided to try it was because I, I knew I had the nibs already. So, yeah. Uh, but then I went out and bought more because I felt like that could be something that I would want to try again. So that's that. Yeah. The Internet says they are uh, crumbled up bits of dried cacao beans and a... Um, a cacao bean is, of course, just it's a chocolate bean. Yeah, that's what makes the chocolate before you add the milk and the sugar. And 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 folks, you may be wondering what is the difference between a cacao bean and a cocoa bean. Um, and I'm gonna say probably spelling. Uh, I'm gonna say a generation. <laughs> I'm gonna say somewhere between Gen X and Millennial, it went from being cocoa bean to cacao bean. Yeah. Although that's because we probably started. Yeah, but you know what? The boomers, the boomers probably started it. There were probably some pretentious boomers out there that were like, "Oh, it's not a cocoa bean; it's a cacao bean." And you know, <laughs> so so these these are chocolate beans, folks. They're 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 ground up dried c- chocolate beans. That that's what a that's what a cocoa nib is. Cacao nib. Excuse me. Um, well, Matthew, uh, that sounds like a very very lovely cocktail. Uh, and you know, I, unfortunately, I think we're out of time. I think so. I, I think that's this is the end of the show. 
well, there you have it, folks. The red-headed fi- farmer and the psycho killer. Um, what happens to a red-headed... Qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah, qu'est-ce que c'est? What happens to a, a red-headed farmer when he spends too much time in the sun? He becomes a psycho. Becomes a psycho That's killer. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, well, folks, thank you for joining us today. As always, remember that you can find us on social media, um, on Mastodon, on Twitter, and on Instagram uh, by finding us at Giant Cocktails. Uh, interact with us there. We love to talk to you. Well, Matthew does. Uh, I do. And, uh, and yeah, if you talk to us, we will talk back. But in a nice always. way. In, in, a, in a kind yeah. way. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, in a kind way. Yeah, nice way. Uh, And as always, if you like what you hear, uh, rate us on on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. Uh, And uh, with that, everybody, it's been wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Matthew, as always, it's been a pleasure. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.